Hey guys, you are listening to Let's Pause with Nui and your girl Lola. So we're going to be talking about all things love, life, right through to entrepreneurship and popular culture. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Let's Pause. I'm Nui. And I'm Lola. How are you guys all doing today? Well, thank you again for joining us for another episode. So in our love relationship series, and we have an amazing guest with us today. Her name is Casey Thompson. So she is a badass boss wife, a mum of two, um, based in Washington, D.C. And her passion is around helping other people successfully you know, manage change both professionally and personally. And she's also the author of the Hitch Bitch Guide to Going from Fiancé to Badass boss, boss Wife. So after getting engaged to her man of dreams, she struggled for a bit just to, you know, to get that transition from single to being married. And she conducted years, um, over seven years of research, interviewing experts in the field of marriage and family and developed a five-step personal transformation um, program. And this program provides women with an approach to manage, understand their emotions when they are in, mar- in marriage. And Casey just wants all her readers to make a t- to take a different approach to marriage by encouraging women to tap into their inner bitch or while embracing their emotions to become their best selves. Well, thank you. Thank you, Casey, for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Lola Nue. This is uh, an amazing opportunity to speak with both of you ladies. So so thank you. I'm looking forward to chatting. So we're just going to start off about, you know, about your journey, you know. So, you know, tell us a bit more about you, about, you know, your marriage and how did you transition from being single to be, you know, an amazing, happy wife? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. So um, just to give you guys a little bit of background about me, um, I am a organizational change management um, subject matter expert here in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Um, So for, I'd probably say close to 20 years now, um, I have been working in this space Um, working for both public and private sector organizations, helping them manage what I call the people side of Mm. So um, anytime there is anything like a new system, a new software, maybe it's a reorg, um, anything that could be impacting employees, um, I work with um, different organizations to really help them with that transition. Um, And so um, I wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of my my background first and show you guys how it's actually tied to what I do within relationship space. Um, So I would say, goodness, it was back in 2008 that I met my husband. Um, It was at a game night and we were both running late, walked up and, you know, as the universe would align, um, I met the, the man that was actually going to be my husband, um, and his name is Gilbert. Um, and so we dated, ladies, for um, a couple of years. Um, he popped the question, and like what you would see in movies or what you kind of envision, you're thinking, wow, I finally got the ring. You know, this is going to be my happily ever after. You know, it's going to be amazing. Um, and I will say that I did have that feeling initially. And then I would say within 48 to 72 hours later, I just really had different emotions that I was experiencing. Um, I had a fear of, 
you know, was I losing myself? I'm leaving one chapter of my single life to now embark on a new chapter of being a married woman. Um, was I ready? You know, so I just, I had a lot of different emotions and anxieties. Um, and at that time, I was the only one within my circle um, of amazing single women um, that was actually embarking on this journey. And I, even though my friend circle was amazing, I did feel like I couldn't really be completely honest with how my feelings were. Um, and for two reasons. Um, the first being, I thought that they might try to convince me to not walk down the aisle so I could just stay single, you know, for the fabulous single life. <laughs> um, and then the second aspect, I thought that, um, you know, they, they might not necessarily um, really understand all of the emotions that I was dealing with. So it was something, ladies, that I really chose to deal with on my own. Um, I sought therapy. I communicated with Gilbert, um, who, who's my, my husband, um, and, you know, really tried to work through it on my own. Um, after we tied the knot, which was back in um, 2011, I realized that um, after talking to other women that were engaged and that had you know, had recently gotten married, I found out that a lot of them were sharing very similar experiences in terms of their thoughts, feelings, concerns, how they felt overwhelmed, not really knowing, you know, what it meant to be a wife. Mm -hmm. um, and so given that, that sparked my journey um, to conduct, like I said, seven years of research, um, primarily qualitative research for um, my book, The Hitch Bitches Guide to Going from Fiance to Badass Boss Wife. Um, so I set out talking to hundreds of women um, across the U.S., um, interviewing them on a variety of different topics from communications, finance, sex, um, self-love, identity, um, culture, um, dealing with in-laws, you know, just really, you know, your career. Um, there was a gamut um, of different topics. Um, and through these um, interviews and through the different research that I conducted, how that ties into my corporate career within organizational change management is that I realized the same process um, from a business aspect that we use to implement change throughout organizations, um, mm. I was able to replicate and modify in some way, shape, or form um, a model to fit women transitioning from single to engaged to being married. So I basically built out what I call the personal transformation management process that actually takes change management and different business principles um, and it's customized to basically be able to help the woman be able to have that successful or happy and healthy um, journey as they're transitioning. Because believe it or not, that's not really easy for a lot of women. Not many women are like, all right, I can just, you know, put the ring on and go from single to being this amazing wife. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of work in between. So, so that's how my, um, my passion for helping women within the relationship play, um, space um, ties into a lot of the work that I'm doing um, on a, the, the corporate front within organizational change management. So wow, yes, a lot. <laughs> No, but that's, um, yeah, that's really interesting, actually, how your kind of your professional work has kind of, you know, 
set up the foundation for this amazing work that you're doing with um, the women who are transitioning from their single life into being, you know, like fully happy, um, functioning um, wives. So what would you say are the kind of, um, you know, like long lasting, well, tips, sorry, for long lasting marriage, especially in today's kind of world where, you know, they say one in every, you know, two marriages are ending in, in divorce. What's, how can we keep, you know, this, the love alive and you know just keep it all you know healthy and, and happy and and to last to endure you know the test of time yeah absolutely um well one thing that i found um you know not only within the relationship space but um on that that corporate front as well is that when you think about the concept of change um change is always happening and it really is at the individual level. Um, and it's so like, you, I think you referenced a really good point. You know, when, we, when you look at the way society is designed, when you look at media, when you look at social media, there's so many outside factors that kind of want to persuade um, or encourage you to kind of embrace change quicker than maybe you might be ready to embrace that. Um, but as it relates to really building um, a long-term, healthy and happy marriage, you know, I, I always like to talk about change. I think that that's the root of everything. Um, and I, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm agreeing with what you just oh, said okay. there. <laughs> okay, wonderful. I just wanted to make sure. Um, and I think that we as women um, and you know, when you're thinking about your partner, I think going into a relationship, just knowing that and being comfortable that the person you are today is not the person you're going to be a year from now, is not the person you're going to be 10 years from now. And I, I strongly feel, and again, given all the research that I've done, that if you can prepare yourself for that and understand um, that you are a constantly changing, evolving individual, it really helps you manage your expectations better when, it, when you think about a relationship. Um, so I think there's a couple of things that I would mention to um, your audience um, in terms of how to really focus on, you know, maintaining and continuing to build a healthy, long-lasting relationship. The first one would be really understanding the deal breakers when you go into marriage. Um, and when I say that, when we are dating someone, um, a lot of times there might be red flags or there might be some things we might have some concerns with, but a lot of times people don't sit down to really think what could break our marriage. We only want to think about the positive. So really thinking, going in, what do I know could in this marriage, you know, is it infidelity? Is it not being supportive? Is it not wanting children? Um, is it being selfish? You know, like what type of behaviors or actions could, could actually break our marriage? And I think first and foremost, by having uh, that discussion, you kind of set a, a level playing field you know, you kind of know what you're going into the relationship, like what those boundaries are, what you need to do to kind of perform within them. Um, and so then you're not going into your relationship and building your marriage, not knowing what may or may not work. 
Um, so, so that would be number one, ladies. Um, the next one I would say is, is to focus on being present. So that would probably be number two. Um, in, in relationships, whether we're dating, engaged, or married, uh, we're always thinking, okay, what's the next thing? What, what else do we have to do? You know, like if you're, you're single, you know, you're, you're rushing to get the ring. Once you yeah. get the ring, it's like, let's get the marriage. Okay. <laughs> once you're married, let's have the babies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so much. Um, and so I would say just being present in your relationship, you know, assessing where you're at, you and your partner, you know, like, who are you guys? Who are you as a woman? You know, what do you like to do? Um, what makes you happy? What doesn't make you happy? Um, what challenges or concerns do you have, you know, that might've previously taken place in a previous relationship or within your relationship that maybe you need to kind of work on, you know, but really focusing on what you can do in your current state um, to, to basically um, enjoy that, but also look for ways to kind of enhance. Um, the next one I would also say, thinking about um, married couples is, you know, keep your marriage skills fresh. And when I say that, I say that with the perspective of you've got to keep your marriage in shape. And a lot of people, um, especially some of the women that I did interview for the, for the book, as well as some of the expert um, therapists um, that I interviewed, is that a lot of times people do get content. You feel like you've done all that you need to do. You've gotten the ring. You've solidified the guy. So now you don't have to do work or you've solidified the girl. And so when you think about couples, it's really thinking about, you know, what do I need to do to keep my skills fresh? Um, do I need to take intimacy and sex classes, you know, to brush up on those skills? Do I need to, you know, maybe go to a communications workshop? Do we need to do something together? Um, you know, what are we doing to really exercise that relationship muscle? Um, you know, to, again, be able to have that happy and healthy relationship. Um, and then I'd probably say the fourth one that I would give couples would be, you know, with us always changing as individuals, having a check-in, and that can be every couple months, as often as you all as couples feel like you need to have it. But I mean, just literally just check in with your partner and kind of be like, is this working? Is this not working? What do yeah. I, it, it has to be iterative. You know, it can't just be like, well, this worked five years ago. It's working now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, oh, and then there's, there's one more, I think. Um, it's being able to forgive yourself and your partner. You know, people make mistakes. Um, and then just finding ways to appreciate them. You know, it doesn't have to be really big. So for instance, um, my husband and I, we never, um, we rarely celebrate Valentine's Day because um, February 14th is, um, it's not really, a, it, here um, in the US, it's, a, it's a, a big, you know, hoopla and everybody, you know, makes a big to do about it. But February 15th is the date that was our first date. So we always celebrate that together. 
Um, and so, you know, I got him a tea kettle because he loves tea, you know, so it wasn't, <laughs> I- <laughs> That's cute. I didn't spend like crazy money or anything. Um, but you know, I'm always trying to think about him. You know, if I go out to the grocery store, I'm like, Hey, do you want beer? Do you want oysters? It doesn't have to be a lot to just show that you're thinking, um, about your partner. Um, and I think sometimes we romanticize marriage and we feel like, you know, you've got to have the Birkin bag. You got to, somebody's got to pull up in this expensive car to show that they love you. And you really don't need that. It, it really is the small. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, no, absolutely. I like what you shared there. So number one, so what are the deal breakers? I think it's really important that we remember that because sometimes, you know, when you go into a relationship, you tend to forget that, you know, you have all the all the positive things about this guy, but there might be something the guy might do that might frustrate you. And in the end, you're like, hang on a sec. I don't want this relationship anymore because of A, B or C. So it's, it's, it's important that we should look at that before we explore the relationship. I think it's really, it's really, what you shared there was really good. It was really, really good information. So how, how would you say, you know, when you are in a relationship and, you know, you've been, in, you've been in, in that relationship for, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever number of years. And as, as most couples, you get into a funk, you know, you get into a situation where you, you're not really getting anywhere because you feel like you've lost yourself. You know, you've lost your identity. You've lost who you truly are, what your, you know, what your, dreams or what your ambitions were before you you know before you got married and sometimes when you are in a relationship and you've been you've been in a relationship for so long you forget yourself you forget because you're busy being a wife or you're busy being a mother so how can you try as a woman and obviously for guys as well how you know what can you share you know what can we do to try and you know pull ourselves back and and, and try and you know find that person that we once was um, before we get married because sometimes when you, when you when you are in a marriage you know you just kind of forget that you know you like to do fun things you like to go out you know all these things because you're just so caught up with your spouse and your kids so how can you get that balance right where you're not just so you don't lose your identity you don't lose who you truly are yeah great question uh Lola um so my husband and I we're we're a little over nine years right now into our marriage so um I would definitely say that you know, I don't know if there's really a perfect solution, you know, for that. And I think that if I did get a perfect solution for that, I'd probably be the richest woman uh, <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it, um, yeah, it's that question that people always want to know what the answer is. We never get it right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, absolutely. No way. Yes. Um, but what, what I can say, um, what I can do is I can share what has helped us in what I have observed with some of the women that I've worked with, what has helped them. Mm. Um, and I will say I've got, I've got two little ones. I've got a, a one-year-old who I say is going on 26 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a four-year-old little boy. So, um, you know, having had kids, you know, later in life, you know, one of the things, you know, I'll say that has been a challenge for us and even for me specifically as a woman is that there have been times that I've woken up and I've been like, oh my gosh, what is life? What am I doing? I feel like I'm just being like a mom first. And then, you know, I'm being a semi-wife, like I'm trying my best. And then I'm trying to carve out time for myself. Um, and so, you know, what, what I have learned is that, you know, it really, it really does, once you get to a certain point, um, 
in your marriage, um, you know, whether you have kids or not, um, or whatever your partnership might be. It's really communicating with your partner to let them know what you need. And you know, sooner rather than later. And usually I feel like we as women, we have such good intuition and gut instinct. Like we know when we need our girlfriends, like we know when we need to have a brunch, we know when we need to call them. We know when we need to just get out and like have a glass of wine, you know? And so I, I feel that by being able to communicate to your partner that you need that me time, even if that me time is just going for a walk um, or exercising, it's key to say, I need this to carve this out for, for my happiness, for my sanity, for me to feel like me. Mm. Um, and so, so that's one thing that I have done, had to do myself. Um, and I've seen some of the women that I've worked with do the same thing. And it's hard because we have that guilt you know, especially if you're a mom, you'll have the mom guilt of should I be doing this for myself? Mm -hmm. um, and then also, if you've been in a long term relationship, you might be feeling like, okay, well, if my partner, if he's not doing XYZ, or she's not doing something, should I be doing this? Should I be enjoying, you know, my hobby, whatever it is, you might like cooking classes, dancing. Um, and to me, you've got to be you've got to be honest and open. You've got to, as I say, you've got to get a little bitchy. You know what I'm saying? You've got to tap into it. <laughs> and, and really own it, you know, and sometimes it's not going to always feel comfortable. Um, but conversations need to be had. Boundaries need to be set. You know, you've got to communicate what you need um, and they have to communicate what they need. And so I think that you know, in defining what is going to make both of you happy, being focused and conscious about carving that out, whether it's weekly or monthly to do whatever it is you're passionate about, um, it's going to help. I won't say that it will alleviate you feeling like you might have lost yourself or what you like to do, but it is one to two steps closer to you being able to focus on those hobbies, you know, pursue your passion or just feel that you're, you're more happier and more whole because you're making time for yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, that is so true. So I, I, um, one of my girlfriends, I remember we were having a conversation about she's in a long-term relationship and her, her, her husband was at a time going through a period where he was just focusing on just doing his passion. He wanted just to focus on, his arts, you know, it was he was more of an artist, does all that sort of stuff. And but she was doing her nine to five work. And but because obviously she felt that he, so he was, you know, pursuing what he wanted to do and and you know his ambitions, but because there wasn't that really communication, clarity around, you know, why he was doing that and the impact it was having on her, it was causing a lot of friction in their relationship. And she felt that, you know, um, she started to resent him that, you know, why, why is it that you are okay doing all this, doing these things and, 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 and pursuing these things and I'm just doing my, you know, my nine to five. But I think she didn't really understand from his perspective that this is, that was his way of being true to himself. He wanted to follow his passion Although, you know, she might have agreed with it, but he, he that was the only way for them their relationship to survive because if he was just doing what he was doing for her benefit, 
it will cause problems than it was. But he, there was that lack of communication and sharing that, okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm pursuing this passion of mine. And, you know, can you support me with this for a moment? And I think it is, you know, as you were saying, the, you know, having those boundaries and being clear about what they are is, is, is very important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and thank you for sharing that example, um, you know, with your close girlfriend. I mean, I can understand. I mean, resentment will, it'll, it'll start very small and then it'll spiral and then it will manifest in other ways in the relationship, you know, where maybe she's a little bit more short tempered or she doesn't want to maybe compromise, you know, and I think we've all been there in some way, shape or form in our relationships. And it really, it really does boil down to, you know, you saying like, Hey, I'm okay with supporting you. However, what I might need in return is I might need a weekend to myself, or I might need you to support me on, you know, what my passions are, you know, whatever the case might be so that it can be this, this, this trade-off, you know, I think a lot of times people feel like relationships are 50, 50, they're never 50, 50. It's always this sliding scale of like, all right, somebody might have 60, somebody might have 40. And it's just trying to, to balance every day in terms of what that looks like. Yeah. Right. Oh, Casey, you have shared some really amazing um, tips and some and nuggets for for everyone to um, to kind of um, you know implement. We absolutely love it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we're coming to the end of the show. Oh my gosh, it's gone so quickly. We've had so much fun. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you've shared with us you know it's really powerful stuff and I think for me really what I liked about what you shared was about you know around how we can be true to ourselves I think that's just powerful stuff there and so thank you for sharing what you, uh, what you did so yeah. there's something that we do in our show called the three p's um it's called the three pillars so basically what we do we ask our guests to share three words um and what it means about them you know whether it's related to their journey or the work they do so, um, so for you, what would it be? What would be your three pillars? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys got me. Okay. Now I have to pick um, three P's. Um, I would say, okay. These are just the three things that are coming to mind. The first one is people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason I, the reason I'm selecting people is because in my field of change management, I'm always dealing with people, their feelings, their emotions, um, and trying to make them feel comfortable on, you know, these, these different changes that can impact them in very small and big ways. So, um, you know, I, if there's anything that I would now tie into my second P would be passion. Um, I'm passionate about people and helping them be able to successfully transform. Um, given my own experience, I know how challenging um, the journey can be, you know, when adopting changes, whether they're small, big milestones. So people, um, passion, because um, I'm passing around, around the relationship space. And I would say the last one, oh my goodness, um, would be um maybe I would say persistence um it took me seven years to finish 
my book, my research. Um, and many times I felt that I shouldn't, I, I used to say to myself, I can't do this. I can't write a book. Um, who will read it? You know, <laughs> it provide any value to anybody. Um, and so I felt that having the thinking about people, thinking about my passion, um, actually maybe I'll say persistent tied in with purpose. Um, that really helped keep me going and pushing me because I wanted to have a bigger impact. And so, so that's really my goal is to be able to have an impact, especially on women and helping them, um, through that transition. So, um, I hope all my work has not been done in vain. (laughs) Um, yeah, because I just want to, I don't want women to go through what I went through and if I can help in any way to kind of ease that transition, um, I'm, I'm here to, to do that. We love that. Absolutely love that. People, passion, persistence and purpose. Absolutely love that. So where can our listeners find you? What's um, your social media handles? Where can they come to find you? Yes, thank you so much. Um, so they can find me. I'm always active on Instagram. So you can find me at the hitched bitch. So it's hitched, you know, like you're married and mm-hmm. bitch. Um, so you can find me on there. You can also find me on Facebook at the hitched bitch as well. Um, you can also, um, feel free to email me at the at gmail.com. And if you just want to learn more also about, um, my work and who I am, you can, um, go to my website at www.thehitchbitch.com. So, um, oh, and of course, feel free um, to, to check out my book, The Hitch Bitch's Guide to Going from Fiance to Badass Boss Wife. You don't have to be um, engaged um, to definitely find value in terms of what you might need to do if you are interested in pursuing marriage. I know not everybody is, but if you want to take that journey, um, hopefully the book will provide some value. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. One from me. So one one more thing for me, um, Casey. So your name, The Hitched Bitch, I'm just curious, what inspired you to come up with that title? It's it's, it's just, it's just so, I love it. Thank you so much. Um, So um, interestingly enough, so it was something that, um, it just kind of came to me. So I got the hitch piece with, um, just in terms of slang or lingo, um, here in the U S I can't say it, they use it, um, abroad or not, but people will say, Oh, so-and-so is getting hitched, you know, um, kind of as a casual way to say they're tying the knot or getting married. Um, and so, um, I took that hitch component of being engaged or married. Um, and as for the bitch component, um, <laughs> that really was, <laughs> Um, and it's an interesting story. Um, I use it as a term of endearment with my closest girlfriends. And so, you know, these are women that, you know, uber smart lawyers, doctors, PhDs, whatever. And we use it literally in a joking manner and we'll use it. Like, we'll just say, what's up bitches. Hey, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) It's meant to be very, you know, fun, lighthearted. Yeah. Um, but in the bigger scheme of things, you know, people do look at women, if they call them a bitch, they look at that in a very derogatory manner. Mm. But the way I look at it is that, you know, 
a bitch can definitely be a positive thing. A bitch can be someone that is very bold, very honest. They know what they want. Um, and so in merging that with the hitch bitch, you know, I said, look, I want this book to be honest, real. They're getting, they're not getting any flux. Um, and, you know, your marriage and relationship is serious. So you've got to do what you've got to do to embrace and do whatever you need to do, um, you know, to, to be able to build that happy, healthy life. So, so that's where wow. I got from. Love yeah. it. Absolutely love, <laughs> love it. it. Love it, love <laughs> it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Guys, make sure you check Casey out at the Hitched Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us, Casey. Thank you. I'm sending you guys air kisses. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Have a good one, ladies. And you too. You.